Welcome, everyone, to the Ridge University podcast. I am your host, Will Heron, and I am joined again by Wings of Refuge director and spiritual director, Brandy Young. Brandy, welcome back. Thanks. Happy to be back here, Will. Yes. So here we are, episode three, and we're continuing to look at various uh, practices that we're encouraging our listeners to incorporate into their lives this coming year. And in our last episode, we talked about developing a rhythm of retreat into our lives. And in this episode, we're going to hone in on another practice, which is a practice of self-reflection. And not unlike retreat, I feel like some of our listeners might have mixed responses to the idea of, of reflection. For some, you know, this kind of thing comes easily, but for others, they might find this difficult or uh, they might even consider it a bit of self-indulgence maybe <laughs> to do that, that it's maybe not even necessary. So maybe to start on this one, what do we mean by self-reflection and uh, why do you think it's such an important practice for us to develop? Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes that word self is what makes some people uncomfortable. Right. And I think when I think of reflection or self-reflection, it's opening myself up to be searched by God. So it's not mm, so much good. just me coming in and analyzing my own thoughts, but it's giving space and kind of asking some questions to pay attention to my life so that God can kind of highlight some things for me. Mm-hmm. I was introduced a few years back to the prayer of examine. Okay. And I feel like that is, and I'm going to kind of go through that so yes. that, you know, everyone listening will understand if that's something new to people. But again, in these practices for me, I always like to have a little bit of structure. So I feel like I'm not just kind of flailing around in the deep end, mm -hmm. um, but not so much structure that I'm controlling it. And I would say the prayer of examine can be a really neat tool to give that little bit of structure to this reflection time but also give space to God, you know? And mm -hmm. so I think it's taking that posture of God search me yet again and lead mm. me to your ways. So it's again, creating that space where, where he can search me. So I would say the prayer of examine is something that you can do. Some people do it at the end of every day. So okay. it's a daily practice. Mm -hmm. You could do it at the end of a week, at the end of a month, or some people do it at the end of a year as a way of kicking off the new year. Or you could mm -hmm. do it at the beginning of the year too, as yes. a way of kind of looking back over the year. Why do we do that? So that we actually pay attention to our life. Mm -hmm. Right? Like our life is happening at such a pace for all of us that it is easy just to get on the grind and not really take that time to reflect, what is the Lord doing in this space? And mm -hmm. so I'm going to share just a few questions yes, that do. might encompass yeah. what a, a prayer of examine could look like for yes, you. Yes, great. Um, so first, it's taking time to pay attention. Where were you most grateful in this day or week? What gave you life? And so sometimes that's experience or that is explained as a consolation, a place where you really felt the closeness to God or just joy, you know, so what brought you joy? What gave you life? Mm -hmm. Ask that question and just give yourself time to reflect. I always like to journal during this process just so right, that I right. can document it. Yeah. And then take some time kind of on the other side, where were you least grateful this day or week or what drained you? Like what took the life from you? Sometimes that can be explained as desolation, those places where you felt distance from God or you felt lonely, alone. So what are those things that that drained life from you? Mm. And then when you're looking at kind of those answers of both of that reflection, what is God inviting you to notice? So sometimes if you'll do these practices, like for a few days or a few weeks in a row, you start to see some themes come up. 
What's mm. giving you life? What's draining life? Now, what is God inviting you to notice as a result of that? Mm. And then finally, you can convert your thoughts into some type of prayer. Maybe you don't really understand yet what God is inviting you to notice, mm. but you do start to see some themes or whatnot. Just present that to the Lord. Lord, I'm, I'm seeing some areas that I'm feeling drained mm-hmm. repeatedly in my life. What are you telling me there? God, I'm seeing some areas that I have a lot of joy, but they're only sporadic in my life. And are you inviting me to press in there? So again, these, the prayer of examine is just a way to pay attention to your life, mm. to slow down and pay attention. So I would say that can offer maybe a daily, weekly practice, but certainly it could be used you know, as you launch into a new year too and consider, yeah, what the year behind just look like. Yes. Why would you counsel people who maybe this is totally new for them you know they they've never really went into a quieter space and thought much about you know their life or they can be really foreign and yeah how how would you counsel uh, someone in that space you feel yeah so i would say um start small Mm. so um you know prayer of examine the whole thing if you really wanted to start with a baby step, could take you five minutes. Right. One minute on each question. I'm not saying that might be where you end up, but that could be a place to start. And it doesn't, like, don't make it bigger than it needs to be. I find when you give yourself a step forward that is manageable, then you're going to keep taking steps as opposed to if you're like, I got to make this big leap to do this prayer of examine for an hour every day. Like, that's probably not going to happen, you know? So start small and don't make it bigger than it is. Sit there with your journal. You know, you can literally Google prayer of examine and it'll either come up with these questions or a similar set. And just at the end of your day, or even when you're in bed before you're going to bed, you can't journal about it, let's say. Mm. Just take a moment to pay attention to your life. If you want kind of some bigger support, um, I mentioned, you know, spiritual direction. Spiritual direction is typically you're meeting with someone once a month. That's kind of the normal rhythm. And so I will say, like when I was new to some of these practices a few years ago and I entered into spiritual direction, mm. they are an amazing resource to hold that space for you. I realize mm. not everyone is ready to take that step, right? but that is a resource that can provide some structure to this if it just feels like I want it and I don't know where to start. You know, yes. they can provide that structure for you. Yes. Can I ask a bit about the why, why this is so important or why you would encourage people to regularly do this? I mean, is the goal this clarity on the way you're living and then maybe God speaking into that or yeah, what would you say to that? Yeah, I think to me, it does go through um, kind of the pace of life and stuff coming at us. And so, for example, let's even take like someone that goes to church on a Sunday and they're really impacted by the message. But what happens the second that you walk out to that parking lot, you enter back into the chaos in right, your life. Right, right. You're on to lunch, you're on to, you know, all right. the things. And so sometimes at the end of a Sunday, even on a sermon that you explained right after it was like, wow, that was good. And someone asked, you what the message was on you're like oh i don't remember (laughs) and so it's like somebody asking your favorite bible verse (laughs) that's exactly right and you go blank uh. (laughs) and so i would say this practice of reflection like let's say you're going to start doing this at the end of each day it helps you kind of imprint what 
just happened that day, you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe you had a really impactful moment when you're having your quiet time or silence and solitude. But what do we do? We have that moment and on we go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need spaces that are just a little more quiet, a little more silent and spaces Mm -hmm. so that we can let it sink in and settle. Like Mm -hmm. I know personally, when I have had a really impactful moment with the Lord, if I'm only sitting that on like by myself and then going into my life Mm -hmm. 24 hours later, I might not even remember that. Mm -hmm. But if I give myself time to debrief it, whether that's through a prayer of examine, journal, or talking to my husband, you know, right, telling right. him, yes. it lets it settle in and then become a little bit more ingrained in who I am. And so I would say mm. that is the practice or these practices of reflection are so we don't miss it. Mm. You know, God is at work in our life, in all of our circumstances, relationships, work, life, you name it. Mm. But I think sometimes we're just ignorant to it because we're running so fast that we don't slow down and pay attention. And I Mm. think this helps us pay attention to our life. Yes, it is. And we said this before about, you know, retreat, but I feel like this is a space, it's an opportunity to see, to see more clearly and to have to have clarity. I feel like so often it's only in reflection that I begin to see clarity. And sometimes actually it's a clarity of things that I haven't done well. Mm. And the moment that's hard to see, whether through our pride or just the cloud of like the moment, but it so often I feel like when I, when I feel like I need to apologize for something, it comes through reflection mm-hmm. that I'm reflecting just thinking, and that wasn't the way to deal with that. Or, didn't say that in the way that I should have. And, and then it, I'm, pro, I'm motivated out of reflection with the help of the Holy Spirit to apologize or to do something differently next time. But if I didn't have that space of reflection, I may have missed that. Absolutely. Because I think we need to remember, Will, that God doesn't yell. Like he's not mm. going to compete with the noise and the chaos. Not that he can't. Mm. But if I often reflect on the life of Elijah when he's on the edge of the cliff there and he's not in the storm, he's right, not in all the right. things, he's in the silent, gentle whisper. Mm. And I remember personally a time in my life where I was just feeling really chaotic, really pressure. And I'm like, God, like there's so much going on. I need you to break through all of the noise. And I felt like he said in my spirit, no, 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 child, I need you to get quiet mm. and I will speak to you there. Mm. And I think that's this invitation. It's not that he can't, mm-hmm. but he's he doesn't want that kind of relationship where he's, you know, do you enjoy yelling at your kids to right. get their attention? You know, right. I think he's inviting us to the space of, no, come here, come meet with me. And I think mm. that's those quieter spaces, those places of reflection. To your point, Will, that's where we do feel sometimes the conviction or I would say the correction. Like I will start to have distorted views of things that are only corrected when I sit in those places a reflection or silence with the Lord. And so again, I think it's just recognizing for whatever reason, we serve a God who really likes the silence, who really likes the quiet. And this is giving him an opportunity to meet us in those ways. Yeah, I love that. So just one other question that I have. I feel like so often when we do reflect or have self-reflection, things do come up and we've talked about some of that, but maybe the Holy Spirit shows us something that needs work in our lives, or maybe it's even something from our past, you know, 
this really drained me and it's continually draining me. I wonder why that is. And suddenly the Holy Spirit starts to show us something in our past that has near the root to that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any recommendations of kind of next steps beyond self-reflection in terms of maybe it is processing with somebody else? I mean, you've talked a bit about that, but yeah, just moving out from reflection into some sort of action, I guess. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing I would say there, Will, is take immediate action when appropriate. Mm. (laughs) And what I mean by that is if you come out of that time of reflection and you know you're supposed to apologize, well, you can sit in the supposed to and a week and a half later, it'll feel a lot more weakened. And then, oh, was it really a big deal? Right. But when you came out of the reflection, you knew that it was. And so I think it's important to take immediate when appropriate, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, if it's midnight, maybe you sit on it till morning. Um, but action so that we are obedient to what the spirit has brought up, because I'll tell you what happens if we're not distraction, the world distortion, mm. kind of like, did God really say, you know, right. all those questions come in. And then yeah. all of a sudden we find ourselves not being obedient or led to what those promptings in the spirit. My spiritual director will often tell me like when I am able to carve some time in the quiet and whatnot, she always encourages me to really press in to the things that I heard during those times because I was less distracted from my life. Mm. And the further that I get away from that, the more easily I can convince myself that, oh, maybe I didn't really hear. And obviously you have to use some discernment and, you know, you can bring some wise people and counsel around you to help determine that. But I would say Mm -hmm. immediate action and whatever that looks like for the issue that was brought up, you know, is that a Mm -hmm. conversation? Is that a, you know, whatever that is, I would say, start to put some legs to it. Yeah. And it's interesting as well, feeling like one of those steps can be the further incorporating scripture into our everyday. Uh, I I just think of an example recently where uh, one of our kids just was having some things at school and just felt a bit anxious about particular things, you know, and it was coming up a few days in a row and Bridge and I were just kind of talking about it. And our child didn't say that it was, they were feeling anxious, but we started to attribute like, we think this is what this is. She's just getting worked up about something. And so uh, we have this little like Bible kind of a calendar thing, you know, you, you flip the thing and it has a scripture mm-hmm. for the day or whatever. So literally um, Bridget, my wife and our child, they went through together and just found out particular scriptures, you know? Yeah. And so she puts them in her, her school desk now. So when she lifts up her desk, Aww. she can see those, you know, those, those scriptures. And so I think that's a good uh, it's a good example of discovering something in reflection. Now, Bridget and I were reflecting together. Mm-hmm. It's maybe something just slightly different, but that was our step, really. We thought, okay, we need to make some sort of step on this, make some sort of action. And uh, so it was cool just seeing incorporating scripture into that then. Yeah. That no, I love that. And you just demonstrated like the action. You know, because if we uncover something in our reflection time, but we don't do anything about it, then it's mm. almost, you know, like undermining the time that we spent. And so for you, it's like you guys did discover something and let's do something about it, you know, yes. and integrating scripture was, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it was great. 
Well, Brandy, thank you again for your time. We're three episodes in. We got another couple, so looking forward to those. And thank you again for listening. Again, be sure to check out the other series we have available on the Ridge University podcast. I hope you'll join us next time as we continue uh, some more practices together. 